0: Welcome to Sunny in Seattle with your host, Sunny Joy. And coming up on today's show, a favorite guest returns. Intuitive channel, Stephanie Banks is here to talk courage. And we'll even be taking some callers for some live readings. So get your dialing fingers ready and stay tuned for intuitive channel, Stephanie Banks on Sunny in Seattle. And now I welcome your host for the day sunny joy and good morning everyone welcome to sunny in seattle i'm your host sunny joy mcmillan and we're here every friday from 9 to 10 a.m on alternative talk a.m. KK a.m W, bringing you amazing guests and resources that will help you create a life filled with peace joy freedom and purpose it is radio that positively shines And you can always access the show archives if you can't catch the show live. You can find the archives on the station website. That's 1150kknw.com. And you can also find the show on iTunes and Podcast One or wherever you like to get your podcasts. Um, So, uh, Benny, it's good to see you. And I've got Stephanie here. Everybody's on the Zoom today for various reasons.
1: (laughs) It's a full house on the Zoom.
0: It is a full house in the Zoom. Yes, I'll be back in the studio next week, it sounds like. But, yes, good to see everyone's smiling faces. Benny, any updates? How you doing? Doing pretty good. Uh, Almost done with my floors at my house. You know, I'm going to probably flip the old uh, turn it, or I'm going to sell it here in a couple of months. So uh, I've been busy madly putting the floors down, and uh, it's looking pretty good. I will send pictures your way very shortly. Yes, please do. Uh, Yes. And it's so much fun. Anytime we have a guest that's been on the show as many times as Stephanie Banks has been, who is our guest for today. I'll do a little teaser there
1: before I read her Mm -hmm. bio. Yep.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it's like a little reunion because Stephanie knows Benny almost
1: (laughs) as well as I do by this point. (laughs) Yes. I want pictures of the floors too, Benny.
0: Done and done. Yay. Well, I'm so excited, Stephanie, to have you back on. Um, I know we've kind of made it a regular thing to quarterly do this. Now we were supposed to meet earlier um than July, but that was I made a scheduling mishap, one of which I have not done in, you know, seven plus years of doing the show. It's only happened once or twice where something has not made it onto the show calendar. It's pretty good. Percentage so my apologies. Percentage. So, <laughs> oh well, thanks, That's Benny. <laughs> But of course, we never want it to happen, but these things do happen. But I trust that today was the day you were supposed to be on. So thank you for your flexibility. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm thrilled to be here. It's all divine timing. Absolutely. So how about I read your bio just so everybody, you know, I think they all know you by now, but just in case we'll give you the full bio and then we can dive in because I'm really excited about what you wanted to talk about today. And oh, I will also say um we will stephanie has graciously agreed to share her gift on the call today so i'm going to give out the um call-in number we will take callers like probably usually what we do is the second half of the show so around 9:30 a.m pacific we will open those lines up and then um, stephanie will be able to do some live readings with us which is always such a treat um so thank you stephanie for not only being bringing your presence to the show but also sharing your gift Thank you. My pleasure. Yes. So again, I'll just give out the number now so you have it so you can get in the queue, Um, but we will not open those lines up until about halfway through the show. And I'll let you know that. So writing down the number for later, 888-298-5569. Again, that's 888-298-5569. Okay. So After serving in the healthcare industry as a hospital-based speech-language pathologist for 20 years, Stephanie Banks realized that her intuitive gifts were calling loudly to her. She left the medical setting to pursue her soul's work as an intuitive channel and spiritual guide and coach and has not looked back. Stephanie serves clients around the globe who are seeking ways to expand their own intuitive gifts and learn to trust their inner voice of wisdom. She also serves those who are seeking connections with loved ones and ancestors on the other side of the veil, as well as those who are seeking clarity in their career, professional life, relationships, life transitions, and many of those areas in which life may have become confusing, chaotic, and uncertain. Her gifts allow her to connect with a client's higher self, other souls on the planet, souls on the other side, guides, animals, even trees, and Gaia. Uh, she trained under the mentorship of Sally Baldwin and Sonia Choquette. And she's a favorite intuitive of Lynn Twist, the author of The Soul of Money, um, and many others. Um, you can go to her website, soulinsight.com that is soulinsight.com to see all of those wonderful testimonials as well as uh very she's got so much stuff there um her offerings how to connect with her readings blogs her books all the things so stephanie welcome back to study in seattle officially yay thank you sonny <laughs> so excited to speak with you today especially about our selected topic absolutely which is very I, I just well um i first have to just put a little the last time you were on the show marked like that day or the week that day marked one of these things but then the week that you appeared on the show it was my uh, action jackson my cats adoptiversary it was mm-hmm. our uh, anniversary of finding movie on the side of the road It was the seventh year anniversary of the show. Like it was a really special week. So I just have to tell you that this very day also marks a very special day. Um, So, you know, I was taking that elementary Greek class, you know, as an incoming student at Divinity School, I decided to just jump in, like full jump in to the deep end (laughs) and take this summer language intensive for six weeks, which was, I mean, it's in the name. It's an intensive, but holy moly, it was so much more intense than I thought it was going to be. And basically took over 10 to 12 hours of pretty much six days a week of my life for six weeks. So this morning before the show, I turned in the final portion of my final exam. Woo! (laughs) Buddy's done with Greek. Thanks, Benny. I know I, we, you turned your camera off, but we know you're still there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, So anyway, Stephanie, I just wanted to say I'm in an especially chipper mood today and very excited to talk with you, bringing my full energy and self to the call today, which has not been the case for like the past six weeks. I had to go on a hiatus and the times when I was there, I was not fully there because Greek, you know. <laughs> So oh my
1: gosh, I celebrate you for that. That is amazing. And I think it's very humorous that it was called elementary. Right. In the title, because that what you endured was not elementary (laughs) on any level.
0: No, it was not. And by the end, we went from this is a whole, you know, there's a different alphabet. So you're not only like learning a different alphabet, but by the end of the six weeks, they weren't kidding. We were working with, say, for example, the Gospel of John. Like we were reading big chunks of uh, actual books from, you know, the Bible or other philosophers that were active around that same time period. So anyway, uh, yeah, they, they did a lot in six weeks or we did a lot in six weeks. So, yeah, that ain't elementary, but good for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's, that is what the course title should be. It ain't elementary. really. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, I'm always curious, you know, you and I kind of have a routine before we hop on the show together. It's like, you know, we're pretty comfortable. And so day before, check in with Stephanie. Hey, what's on your heart? What's top of mind for you? And you came back immediately and you said, courage. I'm like, yes, I, that is very timely for me right now. I think it's timely for a lot of people. Can you tell me why was that your immediate topic choice for this show today?
1: Yeah, that was given to me by my guides. I, I asked them, what What do we talk about? And they said, courage. And I said, cool, I'll let funny know.
0: <laughs> Did they give you, or do you have a sense, or do you know what was going on with that?
1: I feel like we're at a time in the in our development um, of humanity, where we are each of us individually and also collectively being called to greater courage. So uh, when we can identify times in our lives where we have accessed that, practiced that, prayed for that, um, experienced that, then then we know what it is and how to call forward more of it because we must now, we simply must.
0: Yeah, and I think, you just nailed it because I think I, I want to dive into a couple of the the areas of your life where I suspect or I have witnessed you using courage to transform and to move into different chapters, um, greater, bigger chapters of expansion and uh, awakening, et cetera. Um, but for me personally, the thing that has been most helpful to me, for example, in, in, leaving my marriage um, is one example, or um, uh, really stepping into the work that I now do, or deciding to go back to school and kind of start over in a sense. All of those things required courage. And the place where I am the most buoyed by, or my courage is strengthened, is by hearing other people's stories of when they have exhibited or used courage to do something. And I hold that in my heart and my mind as I make tentative steps forward into whatever it is that I'm doing. Um, So if you don't mind, can we talk about some of the areas of your life where you have relied on courage to do some really incredible things?
1: Yes, (laughs)
0: yes, yes, let's. Okay.
1: So of course, like you said, leaving a marriage takes enormous courage. There's lots of fearful thoughts and old beliefs that we, that I held um, that kept me in something that wasn't healthy for anyone involved. So that took tremendous courage. But what I want to share is a story that doesn't relate to that at all, but is, it has to do with my TEDx talk. I had that in my notes. I wondered if that's where you were going to (laughs) go. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so I don't several years ago I I heard this nudge, felt this nudge to to do a TEDx talk. And I thought, well, that's that's a big deal. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm in, I'm interested. And I figured I would just write up a little something, something, you know, that's on a topic that is enjoyable for people and everyone can agree with <laughs> and, <laughs> and it will be very moving and, you know, the audience will connect. I just had all, all of these image, images of what that would look like. And um, when you do a TEDx talk, I don't know how it is now because this was several years ago, but when I did mine, the process was there's usually a theme that goes along with it. These TEDx talks are local in in nature, so they're community uh, in different communities, and there's a curator whose job it is to help the speakers to really formulate and get very clear on their message, on their speech, give edits and feedback and help with the polishing and approval process and everything. So the theme for this TEDx talk that I selected was say wharf, and that means words matter. And it was such a resonant theme for me because, you know, as a speech pathologist, words matter as a, as a parent, words matter as a channel, words matter words to me, language to me is everything in terms of how I connect with and use communication. So I had all these ideas. Oh, well, I can come from the speech pathology standpoint, or I can come from um, you know, one of the topics I selected as a potential was the lost art of letter writing, mm. because my, I learned that from my mother, how beautiful the handwritten letter is to, to offer and to receive. And so anyhow, long story short, I went through a variety of, I connected with this curator. Hey, I'd like to be a speaker. She said, great, show me what you, you're thinking of. So I drafted a talk, and she read it, and she said, um, uh, "Not quite, but you know, try you know, try again. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe you're onto something." So I came up with a totally new topic again, something that was easy and not controversial, and. Um, sent that to her. And again, no, not not quite, but keep, I think you, you know, your writing is good. It's just, this isn't your topic. So we did this several times back and forth. And each time I, she, she reflected back, this isn't it. Mm-hmm. Finally, she asked me in a conversation, what do you do professionally? And at that time I was really only channeling, I wasn't doing speech pathology work anymore. So I told her it's easier if I show you, we got on a session and I channeled for her. And at the end of the session, she said, okay, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> she said, this is your talk. This is what you must talk about. And oh my gosh, Sunny, the the fear that was bubbling up to, to know to know the truth of what she was saying and also know that, um, that it is my soul's. Role, I feel to reveal myself authentically to to myself and to the world, and that feels very scary. And especially in the in the realm of that which the work, which is invisible, you know, it, it's the when you channel and you're going into other realms and you're going to the soul perspective. One that is not a mainstream accepted thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, to it's not, not controversial. Uh, it's, there's plenty (laughs) of controversy in that. Uh And three, my marriage didn't have space for me as a channel. So Mm -hmm. if my primary relationship didn't have room for me there, then could I trust that a global stage and the world at large and a a video that would be out there in the interwebs in perpetuity would be safe (laughs) For me yeah. to do and to journey into. So I did it. <laughs> and? And it, it really changed my, my life. There were so many little moments um, of transformation that happened for me. Uh, one was that the day before the actual talk, we were rehearsing. And in rehearsal, the curator introduced us to this really nice man who was going to sit in the front row and he was going to hold all of our scripts so that if we forgot our lines, then he could help us out. And he would like whisper them or give us the next couple of words just to, to jog our memory. And we were not allowed to have cards or anything. So he he was that for us. And I remember when she introduced him, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that guy is there. But I'm even more glad that I am not going to have to use him because, <laughs> because I know, my lines. I had practiced them in the car, in the mirror, to my kids, to my friends, to people across the country, you know, videoing and giving me feedback. So I, I knew my talk. And yeah. but I was reassured that someone was going to be there just in case. After rehearsal, I came home. I sat outside on my patio and I heard from my guides, um, hey baby, you are going to do that thing that you most fear, that you most dread tomorrow in your talk just, just thought we'd let you know. And I, <sighs> I argue with them. No, I'm not. Cause my greatest fear was that I would appear unprepared. Mm-hmm. I would forget what I was talking about. I would look, um, whatever labels you could think of and for me, looking unprepared says unprofessional or untrustworthy or, um, unintelligent, for example. Right. So, um, so I heard that message and I really put it, I just put it out of my mind. And, I, and then the day of the event, I arrived, everybody, all the speakers were practicing uh, backstage. They, were, they had their cards, they were muttering their, their lines, their words. And I asked myself, should I also practice? Because I hadn't intended to. I, I thought it's in there. And so more practice is maybe going to evoke more fear, and then I might have a problem. And so I asked my guides, should I also be rehearsing now? And they said, sure, it's not going to matter. It's not going to make a difference. (laughs) Very reassuring. So I go out to do my talk. Oh, I did rehearse, actually. I decided, well, that doesn't feel very calming. So I'm Mm -hmm. going to practice. I went out to do my talk. And at the moment where I actually did forget my lines um was a moment where in, in my talk, I talk about my best friend who is now on the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, in that time, she had recently been diagnosed with glioblastoma, which is a very aggressive brain cancer. She had begun treatment. She was in the audience. I knew she was, she would have much preferred to be in bed curled up you know feeling unwell but there she was making the trip and the effort and the support to be there for me in the audience and the line I forgot was the one where I make eye contact with her in the audience and it just from emotional places swiped my memory for a moment. And that's a very panicked feeling. And I looked at this lovely man who, thank God, had my script in his hand. And um, I gave him a look like, ah, help. (laughs) And he whispered my words to me. And then I was able to carry forward for the rest of the talk. Um, But the the vulnerability hangover that Brene Brown talks about was so prevalent for me after that. Um, And I felt like I had failed because Mm. I had, messed up you know i had um, done that thing that made that mistake but and that's not true what what was true is that so many people connected with that talk came up to me afterwards shared their stories with me my best friend was there in body and in heart and mind and spirit to give me a hug to take photographs to encourage me along Um, and now that talk is out there for all to to see and connect with and. Comment on or or not, and that was I feel a- aside from giving natural childbirth, the scariest thing <laughs> that I have done took the most amount of courage to keep showing up to it and uh, delivering
0: on it. Yes, so going back when she said, "I want you to talk about what it is that you really do as an intuitive channel." Was there ever a point where you considered not doing it the whole time? Really?
1: Yes. I did not want to talk about this. Um, I I really wanted to talk about the lost art of letter writing. Trust me.
0: (laughs) So what was the point of courage that propelled you forward to do the thing you really didn't want to do? The knowing that
1: I had to, there's, there was just a a sense for me that the, the hiding was over Mm -hmm. the diminishing myself, um, and my gifts by not calling them gifts. It took me years to call what I do a gift because I felt like, well, one because again, it wasn't believed that I had this gift by the person who I um, was married to, and I had put a lot of stock in their reflections or estimation of me, mm-hmm. um, which is no longer the case. But anyway, um, and also, it felt uh, it felt so risky to show up uh, fully as my as myself, not knowing. How that was going to be received. People have very strong opinions, reactions, behaviors. Um, in that way, we uh, many women are um, men too, but I'm speaking from the perspective of a woman. Are um, we operate a lot from fear, uh, you know, and and from pleasing or knowing what of our behaviors or our words are going to be most acceptable to the general public, and selecting among that. And I, I just. I knew that uh, it was a big risk. And I also knew that um, it, it was it was my journey. It was time in my journey to, to take that. And, and I really trusted the curator that I was working with. I felt that she had already created a safe space for this type of expression. And we had polished and perfected the talk in such a way that, um, that
0: I felt as confident as I could in sharing that part of me. Yes. And the other, the component I, cause I went back <clears throat> and I was reading your blog piece about that Ted talk. And when you said, just as you've shared already here on the call, at the time I was married to someone who did not believe in my gifts. If my own marriage did not have space for all of me, could I trust that the world would? And so my question is, that's really another big, courageous step is when you decided to end that marriage. Um, did that, I'm thinking like from the soul perspective, like, let's just say hypothetically that part of your journey was to be married to someone who you would have the decision whether to accept what they said to you and about you and your gifts, or you would have the decision to take a huge courageous leap forward Um, do you feel like that was the next step in your courage evolution was to do that, to kind of reclaim yourself by getting divorced?
1: Yes, absolutely. I do. And this all happened within just a few years, you know, like doing that talk. um, And then claiming, reclaiming myself, my gifts in that, in that way. Mm -hmm. And then I went to the Amazon rainforest, which was also courageous by the way. Um, (laughs) and, um, just kept connecting in with, with my, my true essence and what I wish to call in for, for this lifetime for myself so that when it came time to really looking closely at my relationships in general, not just my marital relationship, but, um, maybe even friendships too. And, and the way I was showing up to them or what was sourcing me or what was draining me. Um, I, I believe that all of this lent itself to this transformation. So I'm really, really grateful for that part of my marriage to be so deeply uncomfortable. We have to get uncomfortable enough to make a big decision oftentimes. Um, for ourselves and so I I had to decide am I willing to continue on in this constricted tight space and
0: um, I wasn't yes Um, and I see let's see oh Benny is everything good I see you popped your camera back on yeah we're peachy keen I just want to give you the notification we can open up the phone lines if you wish oh okay well Stephanie what are you feeling you want a little more conversation should we open them up let's let's chat a little more and then yes for sure okay Mm -hmm. perfect um, yeah, so I, um, I guess then my, my next question would be, because I know in my, I can share my own experience in this, but I'm curious about yours, Stephanie. Um, in, well, I'll just preface this with my experience. I didn't make the huge, big decisions, the biggest courageous decisions first. I kind of grew that courage muscle, grew my risk tolerance with smaller things before jumping into the really big ones. Um, how has your journey been, or maybe what advice would you have for someone out there who has something big, scary, they want to do? How do they grow that courage muscle to be able to do some of the things that are analogous to what you've done, for example?
1: Hmm. Well, what has always been helpful for me is to sometimes Mm -hmm. get very clear on where I want to go. So um, some people call it goals, but you don't have to take it like so seriously like that. But I, I knew that I wanted to be a healing presence for others and a source of wisdom, not coming from me, but coming through me. And so that what would that require of me? And our guides, you know, the our non-physical energetic support network and our inner knowing which are intricately connected and not really ever in separation, will be able to help us map some of this stuff out. So no matter where you are, if you are feeling a a drive, a call, an invitation, a push, a nudge, um, if you sit in the energy of that for a little bit and ask, well, what might that look like? Um, How can I imagine myself in that? How does that feel? Who am I with? Then some more of the picture can start to come together. And if it feels too big to tap into from that way, then, well, always bring your fear along with you. Uh, We don't really have any other option. (laughs) It's there. And then we just get to decide what the volume level is for that fear. And sometimes it's really loud, and we adhere to it by not being uh, in the action that requires the courage. And other times we can maybe titrate it down a little bit, um, or even mute it. Sometimes we know it's still there, shouting, um, but it's not—it's not screaming. The the volume isn't so potent for us, and we can. Um, we can just keep showing up, just keep showing up, even with fear right there on your shoulder and befriending it somehow. Yeah, I hear you. I know you're here to keep me safe, but we are safe. We're good. We're okay. And I'm still going to do this thing and we'll be fine afterwards. And how about we check in when it's done? And then you can tell me fear if if that was cool, if you, if you still believe what you used to believe.
0: Yes. In, it's interesting uh, or quite serendipitous, of course. Um, I find this is how you and I, our interviews usually go, but um, that you mentioned getting clear. And one of my notes that I made was there's a reason that the subtitle of my book is Unlock Your Courage and Clarity or Your Clarity and Courage mm-hmm. to Unstick Your Bad Marriage. Because in my experience, once you get clear, then the courage comes in to do whatever it is that you're clear you need to do or want to do. Uh, Yes. So I couldn't agree more. The getting clear is a huge component of exercising the courage. Um, And what was the other thing I was going to say about that? Oh, also I'm curious your take on this. I remember many years ago when I was first going through coach training and I was learning all these cool things, you know, it's like taking Martha's work, Martha Beck's work, just even deeper. And one of the things that she said at one point was, you know, whatever, you can't really escape what is truly yours, what is truly yours in, in a lifetime will come to you. I mean, unless you actively push it away for the whole lifetime, or, you know, let fear get the best of you and not step into something. But um, to that point, even though we may be afraid, and we may be afraid for a long time, for example, I was afraid for many years before I actually left the marriage like i knew what i needed to do but it was several more years before i actually took the steps to initiate it um do you feel like what is truly ours to do for example your calling as an intuitive channel it will keep knocking on the door until we answer like you can't you, you, you it will keep coming around so even if you're afraid now don't feel like you're losing it'll be okay. So, <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, I totally
1: agree with that. I got the chills when you were talking
0: <clears throat> because
1: um, here's what I believe. I believe that we will have endless opportunities in this lifetime to show up to this calling. You know, we have multiple callings. It's not just one. It's, you know, it, it, everything. Um, and if we don't, and we could be really dug in and really resistant and really consistent in our resistance. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've been there. Um, Then my belief is that we're just going to come back and do this again. Right. So, and that is actually what drives me a lot is, oh, let me just get this out of the way now. Let me just face up to and into and show up courageous and brave to, to what I definitely feel called to showing up to, because if I don't, well, I believe we have many, many, many lifetimes and I don't know that I want to start over in this way again. I would rather like move things along so that if I do incarnate again, then um, maybe I can work something else out.
0: <laughs> yes. I'm with you on that one completely. I feel like this is a lifetime where I'm blowing through some karma and you know getting some things done. <laughs> That's what I like to believe or I hope. <laughs> Oh, Oh, that's awesome. Um, okay. So anything else on courage? Cause I want to make sure once we do open the phone lines, I want to talk to you before we take some calls about like your current offerings, just so people know how to connect with you. Um, that kind of a thing, but anything else on courage, like that we haven't talked about.
1: I just really want to highlight. Uh, we talked about the connection between clarity first mm-hmm. and then courage showing up. You helped me tremendously with oh. the clarity piece. So, the work that we did together through your coaching of me when I was in very murky, fearful waters regarding my relationship and my changing of the family structure, et cetera, was invaluable. Mm-hmm. So, get, you know, my advice to everybody is get support. We don't always see things clearly. That's understandable. We can't always see things clearly when it relates mm-hmm. to ourselves. So, get someone talented, trained, neutral learned, like Sunny or someone else <laughs> to really support through the, that, that piece, whatever it is that you're un, uncertain or unclear about, because once you do have clarity, then yes, your courage has so much
0: space to support you. I couldn't agree more. That's the whole reason. I, I think that the, as a human, as a spiritual being with a human brain, there is a lot of fear and mind shatter generated. And in my experience, once you are able to identify that and manage that chatter, the fearful, painful, limiting beliefs, then it gives your spiritual being, the soul, the opportunity to rise up in its wisdom and you see it like it's always there. It's usually just buried underneath all of the the fears and all the the mind chatter. So thank you, Stephanie. And I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay, so we're going to open up the phone lines. If you wrote down the number at the beginning of the show, then hop on it. Uh, I'm going to give it out again here. Uh, it is 888-298-5569. That's 888-298-5569. Um, and Stephanie, what are we doing when they call in? I always say, <laughs> we are like, why am I calling?
1: <laughs> I have no idea what we're doing, Um, but I call it channeling. Uh (laughs) And so you'll have an opportunity to ask a question that is sitting on your heart that you would like some higher level guidance around. I channel from the perspective of souls. Any soul that's here on the planet with you right now, that includes your own soul, which I call your higher self, we can tune into, receive support, insight, guidance, wisdom, around whatever you're seeking. Um, I also channel from the perspective of your spirit guides. That's your non-physical energetic support network. We have guides for everything. They don't just swoop in and do things for us. We have to be in communication with them, ask for support receive the support, thank them for the support. So our guides want us to stop taking ourselves overly seriously um, and they are filled with humor and light and joy and they do big things in co-creation with us. So we can go there. I also channel animals, trees, Gaia, Mother Earth. So open mind and open heart is all that's required. And as you speak to me, I am not so much listening to your words, but listening behind your words, where I'm getting informed about where to
0: take the channeling, then I'll channel your message. Yes, uh, always such a fun time to do that. Um, and then so I'll give out the number one more time. And then I want to ask you about you got an upcoming class, I want to make sure we highlight uh, the number is 888-298-5569. That's 888 888- two, nine, eight, five, five, six, nine. Okay. So I had the pleasure of taking a learn to channel class with Stephanie earlier this spring into the summer. um, And I cannot speak highly enough of how much fun it is to learn from Stephanie. Um, I know that we had a chance to mention it. um, When we were on our last call together, Stephanie, but we have since completed that course. And I will just say, um, while I, I feel like some people come in more dialed in than others. And I know Stephanie, I think you're like this beautiful combination of putting in your 10,000 hours and having a very natural gift for this. But this class for someone like me, who, even though I'm just using it for personal use, like it is awesome. It was so much fun. Um, Stephanie makes everything very accessible. It was a whole ton of fun. The energy of the group, I wouldn't even have imagined the people that come together this is a group by design. Like, I don't know, self-selecting or the universe selects or what, but the energy that was created was amazing. And it's just this beautiful learning um, alchemy, this safe little container to really grow your intuitive gifts and get to do some of the things like work with the pendulum and an alphabet like Stephanie did when she was first learning. So anyway, just real quick, Stephanie, I know we've already got a list of callers here waiting, but um, her website is soulinsight.com, and it will be under the live events. And you can see you've got this learn to channel class coming up here, just very quickly, right? Yes, yes. yes.
1: Thank you, Sunny. You so said thank you so much <laughs> for all that. Um, that is, it's super fun. And yes, the the universe always helps to provide just the right match of people, personalities and energy for this group. We have a great time. Channeling is fun. I mean, I do it all day, every day, and it's the thing I want to do. So when we connect to spirit and we lighten our hearts and we go to places, um, just just travel in that way together into the, the beyond um yes we need more of that 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 is so it's so nourishing and and enjoyable and delightful so you can learn to do it we're all channels I say this all the time we are all channels I can't teach you how to channel like me but I can teach you how to channel like you yes
0: ah beautiful okay so again website is soulinsight.com um, you can find out uh, how to register for that class. Okay, so let's go to the phone lines. We have number one, Eugenia, calling in from Edmonds, Washington. Eugenia, welcome to the show. How can we help you?
2: Hi, thank you so much for taking my call. This is such divine timing. Um, my, and you were talking about courage. I actually just turned on the radio when you were talking about courage and um, clarity, and once you're clear, Things are easier, and so that's what I need help with is some clarity. (laughs) Yay! I basically, I could move now, and I actually talked to you, Stephanie, about this, I think the last time you were on, um, or I can wait six months to move. So basically, I leave my job and jump into um, something totally unknown, No job, but I have a home, and it's on the other side of the mountains. I'm in Seattle, and it'll be in eastern Washington. And um, my renters that I had gave notice sooner than I was anticipating, so I was thinking I'll wait six months and then, you know, get short-term renters for six months and then move. And in the process, um, I was going to ask for um, more compensation at my work. Um, but I feel like I'm, am I just, uh, wasting time staying here or yeah, I don't, I'm just very confused.
1: I got it. I got it. All right. So we're going to tune right into your higher self who is already chattering away. So let me bring her forward and, uh, see what your soul wants you to know. Actually, I have quite a bit to say on this subject, but I will whittle it down to a few key points. Number one, I have already begun to create just the right type of energy and just the right level of momentum around this Transition, I will call it. And so I would I would like to stay the course of what I have initially envisioned because I am, as I say, um, I have already put in place a lot of different um, uh, markers that are carrying their own energy that are allowing for things to unfold with my imagination and also beyond my wildest imagination. So uh, truth be told, I can choose either and neither one is a wrong choice. But if I am looking for where the momentum is greatest, it is in the creation, the continued creation of the um, span of time that I had originally imagined for my move as I call it. Secondly, what I would like to do is, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, have the experience of asking for more, for this is very important to my expansion and my self-expression and my self-concept and my self-confidence and the way I will carry myself going forward in everything else that I do. So yes, 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 please. I am going to capitalize on the opportunity to request more um compensation more reciprocity more value from the current uh place in which i offer great service and so that's number two and finally number three is that um, i am never never wasting time okay well thank you so much You are welcome. You've put a lot into place already. It's taking shape, taking hold, ready to serve you. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it. I I feel that um, everything that you said is uh, just really helped Uh,
0: get clarity and um, trust. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, thank you so much, Eugenia. Um, uh, OK. Oh, and I think I'm okay. oh, sorry about that. a little note from Benny. Yes. Thank you again, Eugenia. And I, I just want to point out also that um, that last what you said at the very end, I am never wasting time, um, a very good reminder that even though these messages are for a specific caller or person out there, in my experience, they are universally applicable and there are nuggets in it for all of us. So I'm going to take that one.
1: <laughs> that one yes. really stood out to me. <laughs> I agree. That is a wonderful reminder because we can really get on our own cases about this notion that we're wasting time. I did this the other day with my daughter. I'm like, oh my gosh, how many hours of my life have I given up to Netflix? Right. And she reminded me, mom, that's sometimes where you just get to relax and just yes. be you know in in a different state and that's true so it's not wasted time
0: yeah i agree okay so let's go to our next caller and i'd say um Benny, before i bring uh our next caller on i see we had someone drop off should we uh should we announce the number for one more what do you think do we have yeah,
1: yeah go for it sure
0: okay uh uh yeah it looks like we had unfortunately someone had to drop off the line while waiting um so i'll just give the number out one more time if you want to try to get in the queue 888 298 5569 that's 888-298-5569. So now we are going to Jackie from Surprise, Arizona. Hi, good morning. I'm so grateful to be able to talk
3: to you guys. Um, My question is really similar to the last caller, although I already did the move. I retired last year after being in a a job for over 25 years and then moved down here to Arizona and um, I'm kind of now at a loss as to what to do with myself. I have always been interested in metaphysics, channeling, uh, psychic type of abilities, trying to figure out where to go with it. I know I have bits and pieces of both, but I don't know how to put it together or w- I guess I need clarity on how to pursue what I want to do.
1: Perfect. Okay, Jackie, let's tune in then to <clears throat> excuse me, your higher self and see what your soul wants you to know. Well, first off, I would like to honor the fact that I have done an absolutely amazing, powerful, wonderful, exquisite, perfect, yes, perfect, job with my professional life the fact that i can claim retirement is a testament attesting to that and so um and so i'm going to throw myself uh, another little party no matter if i have already been celebrated for the retirement in general i'm going to throw myself a party acknowledging all of the many steps all of the many ways all of the many um and initiations I have undergone during this great span of time that I call my career. And that will mark a rebirth for me. This celebration must happen for it marks this new entry point into more of the revelation of who I am and who I wish to be now. After I have this celebration, I will um, indulge. Yes, I will indulge. I will indulge in courses, classes, mentorship and study for my mind oh how it loves information oh how it loves to be scholarly oh how it loves to take things in and i've had my eye on a couple interesting Um, uh, courses, offerings, trainings, but I haven't taken the full dive in. So I'm going to indulge in that. And I keep using the word indulge because that's how it feels to me. And that's why I haven't availed myself of it too much. I have judgment around the word, which is why I'm going to use it now a few more times so I can break apart the energy of judgment. Indulge, 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 indulge. There, there now all handled, all done. So as I dive into what I am most drawn to, what the what the universe and of course my guides, which wish for me to see and do and hone and experience, well then I will know with greater clarity, which is exactly what I am seeking, where I am called and in what ways. For the teachers and the speakers and the authors and the writers and the um, masters that I wish to follow, they all have uh, another, yet another step, another nugget of wisdom, another uh, word or phrase of encouragement that will illuminate for me exactly where I'm going. I don't have to know it all now. It's not time.
3: Wow, that's beautiful. And that just sums up a lot of what I've been thinking about. I'm going to look into your course because it's, uh, when I was listening to you describe it, um, that just feels like that's the next step. And I think maybe that's why I was listening this morning. So thank you very much. You're so welcome,
0: Jackie. I'm so glad. And I then I have to just repeat, indulge. I love that. Indulge. Part. <laughs> okay. Indulge, indulge, I'm indulge.
3: Going to indulge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. All right. Thank you again. Thank you,
0: Jackie. Oh, I love that. Surprise, Arizona. That's such a fun, such a fun sounding town. Um, okay, it looks like we've got time for one more person. And so we will welcome to the lines, Cynthia from Issaquah. Cynthia, welcome, how can we help you? Yeah, thank you for taking my call. Um, so I just feel,
4: want some clarity as far as feeling like I, sh- I should move, but I don't know where to move to, like back to Connecticut where my sister is or to Florida where my other friend is. And I've been going through, um, a lot of depression again and trauma and I just need to uh, all the unknowns are just starting to really overwhelm me again because um, I've had a lot of loss and the month of July it always seems to come back up on a very emotional level that rewards uh, me from getting things done to the next step of any joy
1: okay gotcha so we will tune in to um, I'm just listening to you senior- Well, tune into your higher self as well um see where your soul would like to guide you <clears throat> well it is definitely time for me to contemplate um a change of scenery but it is not so much about where i go It is more about with whom I will be sharing and spending my time. It is not so much about the actual scenery, although there are parts of the natural world that are specifically calling to me. They come through in my dream state while I am in deep sleep. And so if I choose to remember them, I can. I can receive glimpses of them. But here's the thing. I I need to have um, changes Plural, not not one um, singular change, not one big massive change, but lots of little ones with some big ones mixed in. So I'm going to start with the small and build up to that which feels uh, oh so enormous to me. And the small begins with where with my belongings for I do wish to um move some of the energy that exists within my home right now that holds a place of stagnancy constriction sadness um uh, depletion and i wish to move them along outside outside of my home perhaps this is gifting or regifting. Perhaps this is in the process of donations, perhaps whatever, but it needs to move. These things need to move for they are holding something within that I do not wish to be in the constant experience of. And those are little steps, one thing at a time, maybe even one object each day, I can bless and appreciate and then bless it on to its next journey. And secondly, what I also would like to do is make plans for um, extended visits to multiple places. Uh, The idea of a move while I know that it is something that I am moving towards does not need to uh, be in full completion for me right now in terms of how I understand it, it is complicated and there is much um, many layers to move through. So with With grace and with peace and with breath and with steadiness and with rest, I am going to allow myself to have experiences by placing myself in different locations and feeling what I need to feel while I am there. I do not need to make an ultimate decision quickly, and I am. Uh, and there is much fear around making the wrong choice, which of course does not exist. And so I acknowledge, in summary, that I am meant to move myself about and be in the company of others, feel into what seems to be a, a longer-term situation for me. For me, based on it feeling quite good and replenishing inside, and also to clear out my my inner space and my home space so that I have even more room for that, which wish, which wishes to grow.
4: Yeah. Thank you. That, that, that definitely helped. Um, mm-hmm. My whole apartment is being emptied out because they're going to rip up the carpeting from the flood that happened in January.
1: Mm. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, all my you, uh, is outside. <laughs> yeah. All the furniture, Just take it everything. slow and be gentle with yourself. You are yeah. making major changes, um, all to your benefit, and so mm-hmm. you you're in good hands. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Okay. Thank you, Cynthia, for calling, yeah. Um, yeah. and that will bring us to the end of our hour today. Um, Stephanie Banks, thank you so much for returning to the show, not only just to share the airwaves with me, but also to share your gift um, very graciously and generously with Um, the callers who were able to join us today. So thank you to all of our callers. I really encourage you if you called in today, or if you just want to hear the show again, you want to hear that message. um, The station archives are at 1150kknw.com. It's just the radio station website has the archives and then you can find it on iTunes and podcast one. Um, Stephanie's website um, to find out more about her, to schedule a reading, to sign up for any of her courses like the learn to channel class we talked about is at soulinsight.com. That's soulinsight.com. Uh, Stephanie, thank you. Thank you, Sunny. It's always a pleasure. And I just love these talks. Me too. The energy is so fun. This is such a fun way to start my day and end Greek. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you, Benny, for running the board as usual. And, uh, We'll see everybody next week. Sunny Joy signing off.